Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you, um, I know parents obviously like there's was one way where you might be like, my kids going to do this and they're going to be like this no matter what. And then there's others that will like let them figure it out. And obviously like, you know, let's just focus on day one rather than, you know, what their actual position in life is going to be in the future day by day basically but do you have any um ideas or like what you would uh prefer your child your son to be or what would you push them towards or guide them towards not force them obviously is that kind of do those thoughts kind of go in your head at all just curious yeah no the only the only thing i want him to do is find what he loves and yeah. what he's passionate about, not what I'm passionate about, not what society's passionate about, what he's passionate about. So I'm going to try and, you know what I mean? Obviously, I'm going to give him like information about, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, areas, areas of work that might be of interest to him you know, and how he would access them. But ultimately, I want him to find what he really loves because I feel like you can only be good at, at something if you really, really love it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that's it. And yeah, it's something I've thought about, actually. And actually, this is a little sneak preview of it. It's like a track I was working on, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I can't really say much more about it. You, you'll hear it when you hear it, you know what I mean? And it it deals exactly with that. that so no inside of, scoop of being the fellow co-host. Like, that, is, that, is that is the inside scoop. That is the inside scoop. The fact that I've <laughs> the fact that I've mentioned it, that's the inside scoop. You that's know what I mean? Special leak right here on the Beatdown Podcast. We don't even know what he leaked, but he leaked something. <laughs> um, he leaked something. It's Dr. Chima. Where's his drops so we can get this show on the road here? That that this guy with the drops for Dr. Chima. Um, and we got Mr. Uwe, as you know, joining us as always. We're beatdown podcasting, music, um, all kinds of fun stuff like that. It's the podcast where you get more beats than, I don't know, a Friday night out in Austin, Texas, if you're into that and know what I'm talking about. Um, Follow the Twitter page, Beatdown Pod, 2Ds on Pod. Thanks for listening. If you're listening out there on Spotify and all those other sexy-ass places. Um, Dr. Chima, you are about to say something. I cut you off before I did the intro. Uh, I was just about to say, I do hope that he, he either gravitates towards, like, music or football. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd love that. But if that's not his thing, I'm... I'm happy whatever his thing is, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he'll have a choice but to fall into the music, at least to have a, a a broad appreciation for music just from being around you. And I don't I don't know. I'd be playing the music and he doesn't seem he does not seem moved by it at all. I, I think it's too little. I don't mean right now. I mean like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's normal. Like ten, he, ten week old baby, but yeah, no, still. Like, bro, turn that shit down, bro. <laughs> what is that noise? No, of course I'm playing it quietly to him. Do you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't affect him like at all. Like if he's he doesn't but like I said, I think it's normal. Like certain things he just doesn't react to, you know what I'm saying? And, mu- and music I've noticed is one mm. of all those things. Voices. What, what does he react to, though? Voice. He'll he'll react to voices, like human voices. 
Uh, not not so much even loud noises. It's like more like voices he he, he reacts to. And sometimes, he, yeah, sometimes even if you get like proper in his face, he won't react to that until you say something. And so you can be like this close to his face. I know like listeners can't see that, but I put my like hand over my face. You can be that close to him. You don't say anything. He won't react, right? But if you say something, all of a sudden he'll be like. <laughs> if you got that close to my face and didn't say something, I probably wouldn't react either. I'd be trying <laughs> to ascertain what the fuck is going on right now. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even like that. It's like he doesn't realize you're an animate object until you make a noise. That's what that's how it feels like to me. It's so fascinating, really, trying to figure out what's going on in, in their in their heads. It's really interesting. Talking about parenthood, people. If you got kids out there and you uh, got some advice for Dr. Chima, uh, send him some some love and information to at Dr. Chima Anya. I always want to say Anya because I'm bougie like that. Um, so rolling right into the shit, as I always like to start the show off, we're going to pay some tribute to hip hop and R&B artists that have paved the way throughout history and up until the last 20 years. Because as I often say, if it's newer than that, uh, it's really not that important in the grand schemes of what I'm trying to talk about. So um, where are we starting off today? We're going to start this week in hip hop history. It looks like 1992, 30 years ago today. It's June 9th, right? It's June 9th. Am I right? Let me check. The right. It is June 9th, you guys. So back in 1992, I was fresh out of high school. This was the next summer. Probably at like some dumb party, and this was booming. This song was the joint back in the day. Pete Rock and CL Smooth Mecca and the Soul Brother came out on this day. 1992, ladies and gentlemen. This is my joint back in the day. I reminisce for a spell or shall I say think back 22 years This is the only notable album that I have from 2000 or for 1992. Um, I would almost qualify this one as maybe top uh, 25 record candidate. Any thoughts on that? Very good. Very good uh, statement. I mean, obviously, this is a top 25 hip-hop record of all time. Whether it... Isn't that what I said, or did I misspeak? Because I do that all the time, because I'm doing... Nah, I thought thought you you meant the album. No, 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 no. I'm not a big fan. I don't know the album in its... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No, it's... track, yeah, yeah. Top 25 hip-hop tracks of all time. Yeah. They They reminisce over you, I think, definitely would feature in there somewhere. Without right. a doubt, I'm gonna throw that playlist right now. Right All now, right. Um, June 10th, 1993. We fast forward a year, and this brother was in the uh release. Tupac, oh, yeah. Tupac, baby. I get around. It's nope. crazy how fresh this still sounds. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't sound like, you know that you listen to hip-hop from the 2000s, and it sounds like it's hip-hop from the 2000s. Do you know what I mean? 
Yes, this is the segment of the podcast that keeps us from getting sponsored, but I don't care. This is what's up. So, Tupac, I get around. Notable mention for uh, 1993 was uh, LL Cool J's 14 Shots of the Dome, or was it 18 Shots of the Dome? I don't know. That's because that's how trash that album was, so it doesn't even matter how many shots of the dome he was doing. Uh, Eminem Guilty Conscience came out in 1999, or we're going to go back, actually, my bad, my bad, 1994. What am I doing? 1994, we had Outcast Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music came out, and of course, that was uh, Players Ball time. So I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but this was supposed to be a song about Christmas. But you can hear the music. Kind of sounds Christmassy. And Outcast was like, fuck that, but we'll do the intro like this. So instead of it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, we want to talk about the players' ball. Um, I will wager that this song would go pretty damn strong in the top 50 hip hop tracks of all time. I don't know about top 25. I can would potentially put it there and then maybe replace it later. Thoughts on this one? Anybody, everybody, what you think? I think you're correct. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think I've played this song as much as I should have. This is a great track, bro. Go back. Revisit playing ball. Thanks to this podcast, I can now Go really. I mean, it, it's... Is that Sleepy Brown? It's, there's always Sleepy Brown effect. There's a signal, right? <laughs> I don't know, bro. So, go back and revisit this. Same year, June 7th. Uh, we had this track by Mr. Warren G that was just destroying charts left, right, and center. Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets trying to console some search. This is an amazing beat. I think I identified with this track immediately just based off of this beat. And this kind of reminds me of what I was saying to Dr. Chima. Like this music was like what I was hearing like while my mom was cleaning the house or something. So it just makes, I immediately gravitate to this song now. Well, not now, but back in 94. Just based off of that nostalgia piece. So I think this is where your son's gonna really impress you with music. When he gets to be about in his early teens, he's listening to all this old stuff. It's gonna make you feel good. Um, I wouldn't put this in my top 25. What did you guys top 25? Regulate, orangey. It's impactful. It is impactful, but I don't know if it's top 25. I think it is, you know. I think it is. Just because it's so because it's so popular on that basis. It, it kind of like it, it stood in the charts for a very long time. It, it kind of... Um, is one that gets everyone going in the karaoke or even if it's played uh in a in a party i think everyone's lip syncing to it so it's, it has some substantial impact but is it in our top 25 is that the question i can i can't put regulate in the top 25. i don't even know if regulate 
I'll just say regulate doesn't go in the top twenty-five. I'll just I'll just say that. For my for me, I don't so know. diplomatic. You didn't give a reason though. Because I, I don't like it enough. For me, I mean, it's it to me the song relies heavily on that that sample for me to like to enjoy it. For me liking it, it, it's predicated off of that sample being there. If it was something else, it might not even be you know a conversation. Dr. Chima, what do you think? Anything? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, white people have ruined this song for me, to be honest. I ain't gonna lie. Like, See, I was I'm, hoping that he would say that, so I didn't have to. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, like the way they love this song. I mean, it's just, it's, it, I, I, it's hard for me to divorce, like, how corny it, it has become. So I'm like, can I even trust my own judgment on whether or not I truly like this song. And that's why I liked what you said when you said, I just don't like it enough. And I think that, yeah, I think that probably is, like, obviously, Nate Dogg is a legend, right? Uh, Warren G, he's like, you know what I mean? You got to respect, you got to respect his situation in the game. But he's not, he's not necessarily known for making amazing hip hop music, is he? Nope. So, so uh, he, he um I think this also came out when Bad Boys came out, right? Was it on that soundtrack, that OST? Bad Boys. Like the the film you mean? Yeah, yeah. The first yeah. the first one. First one. I, I don't know. I maybe it might have done. I don't know. But yeah, I, I can't no, not not in terms of like serious we're talking about like artistic hip hop music, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think I could put regulate on that on that li- ri- list. But I take what Naz says in terms of its impact on a on a on on a pop culture level, then it probably would be a hip hop song that would make it on to a top twenty five list. So say like Rolling Stone, is uh, you know what I mean that would be the type of publication that would put this kind of song on one of their bullshit lists. But I I don't think it would be on like someone who actually listens no, to hip hop. what they're talking about or listens to hip hop. We'll talk about that bullshit list. Stick around, folks. So if you want to know what we really think about lists by people like Rolling Stones and magazines, stick around. So, um, yeah, I feel you. It's an all right track, but it ain't. Yeah, I think I agree. It's not enough. It's not enough. So um, 1996... Nas, if I ruled the world, Ice T, Return of the Real, hands down the worst album of 1996, in my opinion, and that's <laughs> all that matters right now. Is it's my I love, opinion? I love, I love how you actually know all the bad albums as well. Like I don't even, I had, I didn't even know. Like the LL album, I wasn't aware of it. The Ice T album, I wasn't aware of it. My man, my man does his research. He's like, yo. <laughs> This shit album came out this year. Shit. You can go go and just listen to just pick any three tracks off the return of the real. I don't anyway, it don't even matter. I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, 1996, the Nutty Professor soundtrack came out, and this had it had a lot of tracks on it, but it, for me, it had the uh, Foxy Brown, Mary J. Blige banger on it, Touch Me, Tease Me. This is what was popular back in the day. What, what, hold on, Mary J. Blige. 
Case, yeah. Since Foxy Brown married Jay Black, she might have sang the chorus. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she goes. She sings a "Touch Me, Tease Me" bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. She's got the. Oh yeah. Yeah, it sounds it now. That's crazy. I didn't realize it was Mary. So this song has created so many babies in 1996 that I can't even begin to tell you. Like, this song was, like, beyond huge back in 96, 97. Um, It's still huge now, man. You play this. Yeah. It goes off, bro. It's a great track. This is a great sound. It sounds... It, it's it's in timeless to this point, in my opinion. Uh, no, I agree. Um, there's a crazy whooshing sound on my side. I don't yeah, know. I can hear it too. I don't know what it is. I think it's Zoom, because I've been getting it. I've been hearing it when I'm going through the edits. I get this this white noise sometimes, and I don't know where it's coming from or why it's happening. Um, uh, just so um, separate from this show as well. Yeah, no, it's been the last four or five, and I haven't been able to isolate it. I don't know what it is. Uh, it comes and it goes. So um, I'm t- recording tracks independently, so hopefully I can stitch it all together at the end. Um, as I mentioned earlier, by mistake, 1999, Eminem, Guilty Conscience. Does anybody know there was an album that I came across called Polyrhythm Addicts? Um this is highly rated. It came out in 99. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, the album's called Rhythm Related. What, their group is called Polyrhythm Addicts? Polyrhythm Addicts. I've not heard of it. Me either. It came high. I went to find it. I'm going to go back and give it a listen. Uh, maybe I'll have something for you guys next week on that one. I'm not familiar with it. Um Quasimodo, The Unseen, the year 2000. Another hugely rated album, apparently. I've never heard of Quasimodo before. Um, is that no? Is that no Madeline? But that's what I'm seeing on the thing, yeah, because it's like all these... I don't know. I don't it's know. Just like, yeah. oh, it's like one of his alter egos. Okay. That yellow guy, right? Yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Um... I skipped one. Fucking shit hell. 1997, you guys. This is actually a big one. Um, Wu-Tang Forever. This week. Oh, wow. Wu-Tang Forever, 1997. So... This was the beginning of their decline for me. I was literally going to say this is the last Wu-Tang album I ever bought. Like, bought. And I could probably tell you tracks off of the album. And I know it's only, you know, what was this, like their third their third album? It was, it was the second group album. But they obviously they'd had all, like, massive solo uh, albums. Other solo projects, that's right. Um, this was a double double CD, which was a big deal because you know we we love Wu Tang and they gave us two CDs, which I thought they probably could have whittled that shit down to one really good CD. Yeah, 
Yeah, they definitely could have. <laughs> a whole bunch of bullshit, and I was like, Brah. But there's enough on here where I would put this album in... I would put in the top 25 albums only because there's so many good tracks across two mediocre projects that they're separate projects. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Triumph was was fucking hard, bro. Yeah, no, I know. And I didn't want to, I, you know, everybody knows those songs. I was going to play it, but I was like, everybody knows. The joint you were playing is hard as well. There were some like crazy joints on there, like dog shit. Do you remember that dog shit song? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I enjoyed this project. No, but I, I agree with you in terms of putting it up there. Where even though there's a lot of like, like questionable stuff on there, there is enough. And it's Wu Tang Clan. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there's 27 tracks on here. I and mean, that's almost three fucking albums. So, come on. And they yeah. weren't for, you know, interludes and you know, skits and all that bullshit. And if they did a skit, they attached it to the song, right? Like, they, they come talk to you and you selling rocks on their corner and they beating your ass and they're shooting at you. That goes into a song. And that's not a, it's a single track on its own. So i put it in my top 25. I mean, but like you said, this was the, the beginning of the end. They had jumped the shark before they even really did it that much as a group i guess it's hard man you got like nine different people very strong opinionated people how are you gonna keep them all on on the same plane you know what i mean from no you can't not doing what they were doing if they were like a band you know one played a drum and one played a guitar then it'd be cool but because they can all rap really well and they're like nah. but I, I, I classify them as one of the best super groups well, they, yeah that. of course without a doubt don't don't yeah. I mean, don't let who, who else would would be a super group like them because it's not like death throwaways an amalgamation of like loads of solo artists that happen to be on one record label this is actually a band isn't it mm. i say a band is a band like play instruments group a band yeah. plays instruments yeah so a group so a group super yeah. group for sure is there any others that can go against them no not in my opinion is there any that we could can even think of that we could put against well, those odd future were pitted as, uh, like the, you know, the or even the ASAP crew. Like they're all, yeah. they're all thought to come from the same kind of lineage of, like super groups. You know what I'm saying? But none of them really hold a candle to, to um, what Wu Tang Clan did for me, anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with what we like. Because this kind of music isn't doesn't even really exist, at least not as mainstream as it was back in what was this ninety seven. But it's like you know, like the Odd Future crew. It's like there'll only be like, uh, say Tyler or Frank Ocean or Earl, yeah. right? Then, Whereas with Wu Tang, it's like Ghostface, Method Man, uh, Ray Kwon, Jizza. 
Rizzo, like, like all, all of them. Front men. All of them are front exactly. men. Exactly. You even you got even fucking you got. Do you know what I mean? And then even the affiliates, you're like are superstars on another level. But like these other these like or like the ASAP crew, it's like ASAP Rocky. Yeah, and it's only now like ASAP Ferg is getting like on some big dogs, and that's just just about. I don't, yeah, there's there's no one like Wu Tang, man. There really isn't, is there? Like when, when, when will that be? It's been forever. I guess that's why it's Wu Tang forever, because there's no one to come after. Just and then the what? There was a massive group, the Soulquarians, right? But did they ever release anything? No, but that was a, like a an affiliation of groups as opposed to them being a, a group, right? They were supposed to work on an album, but I don't think the album ever got completed. Yeah, I don't know who was in it though. It wasn't that. It wasn't that many people, was it? I thought it was like a loose, like like um, you know, like Tribe, uh, uh, De La Soul, and like the Native Tongues. Who were they? Yeah, teachers uh, of the new school, poor righteous teachers, Queen Latifah, Money Love, De La Soul. Um, bust the rhymes. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. No. But that was like a collective, more than yeah, yeah. Like- that was a mindset. That was a that was a cultural movement, right? That was like they're doing this over there, but this is what we're doing over here, type thing. And everybody was, you know, from the same area, and they were just a big conglomerate. 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 Anyway, um, moving on, 2000 with Quasimodo was also Slum Village, Fantastic Volume 2 came out, and that is your wrap-up of hip-hop. You can find these tracks in the This Week in Hip-Hop playlist on Spotify. When you're there, follow the Beatdown podcast. Beatdown is one word. If you missed uh, any of your favorites, message us at uh, the Beatdown Pod, and we will review your submission for honorable mention, all right? Like I did that LL Cool J whack-ass shit in the um, motherfucking Tracy's album. What's his name? Ice-T. Yes, your shit was garbage. That's all right, though. I was way better than I could have done, you know? But, you know, I expect a little something-something. So we can't cover every artist um, that we didn't even know had albums. They had that... Little divider when you go to the record store. That's why this laying over here. The NWH uh, divider and shit. This is when you know you blowing up major, crazy large because then they take you out of that generic end bullshit where they put all the whack niggas. You know, they right. have like one or two fucked up albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch Fear Black Cat, you know what I'm talking about to understand that, but I know Naz, you know, you're busy and you don't need to be listening to the album. I can't, be, I can't believe you ain't seen Fear Black Cat, man. That shit's too funny, man. It's funny as yeah. shit, bruh. It's so fun, especially because, you know, you like to go ahead and enjoy yourself, bro. The next time you're chilling and watch that movie, man, it is. It's, you got to watch it a couple times because you miss some of the little nuance that goes on. I, I did see a little bit when you first sent the link many years ago. But, yeah, you're right. I need to sit down and really make the most of it. You know, All right, give me a week. Give me a week. You said many years ago. Many years ago. That's how long ago you should have watched this shit. It, it probably was over a year that you first sent us the link, right? Probably. And yeah, he also sent me the link like five years ago. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, when you when you guys. Oh yeah, that's that's cool, man. All right. <laughs> but yeah, like, all no right. doubt. Trust you don't trust me. It's I'll such put that a, on the to do list with uh, uh, Talib Kweli and uh, 
Yo, have you listened to that album since? Because I've not listened to that. I've not listened to that album since we talked about it. No. I've not even listened to the songs that I said I liked. No, I've not. Have you listened to the Kendrick album? I listened, I listened to it to what I said, like on, I don't know, last week, because we didn't pod last week, week before last, I was saying how I uh, went back and revisited the Kendrick album and found like one more track. Because everybody's saying, oh, this this track, this this track, no, you got to listen. So I listened to all of it and I was like, oh, okay, I can see how you might like that track. It's got, you know, a little something, something. Which, which track? Which track is that? Don't be asking way too much, bro. I don't, <laughs> it made such an impression. I don't need to know the name that bad. How did it go? What was he talking about? I heard it since I listened to it that one time. <laughs> three weeks ago, man. I don't even know. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to prove his point here. But this is how sometimes you might like live music more. Because now if, once you just left it, and then go back weeks or months later, and you be like, "Oh yeah, this was the joint." I like it. You know, it might make you feel a little different about it. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Fuck that track. Um, send us your beats, music <laughs> at v3tv.uk if you want us to do your beats. We should do some beat battles. If you got headphones and you're out there listening on speaker on your phone, funk that. Put in the headphones. It's time to listen to some beats. We're gonna see what's what today. <laughs> All right, I got some beats over here somewhere for y'all, but I got to pull them up, pull them up, pull them up. Beat battle beats. Oh, I had something. We did this once before where we would take uh, two artists who did a song on the same beat. And then after this, we've got listener beats. So as we said, send us your stuff. I got two different artists. We got uh, two new artists that send us some beats this week that we will listen to. But this is little brother and the second artist well what are you doing what are you doing take it easy second artist is uh taleb kwale we were talking about the this brother earlier and taleb's track is gutter rainbows and little brothers boon not saying so we'll start with taleb's track oh, that's wu-tang there we go Quality make up for what a lack of promo. You say you got the promo. Nah, you don't shoot. It's more like you shot me an email, but forgot to attach the vocal. Call on the bastard like the dad in Ocean. I'm a fast slowpoke running over track with Yoshi Yamamoto. This ain't fast rap. So we all know Talib Kwale, man, is an amazing lyricist, I feel. I mean, I think he was at his peak right around this time. Um, I don't think he can do any wrong. But anyway, Little Brother, same track. Different lyrics. Embassy. Uh, uh, this is probably what ninth one, bro. We shall prevail. 
from a bush baby on a quest to run things. Been in pursuit, baby, since Master P and they on things. Remember that shit is war with December. That's it. Cool, this nigga walking. Know these niggas talking out the side of their face. I'm here for a reason. I will die for my space. Who still gotta get it? Who still pure us? And I ain't having shit like a two of us. Receive if you want L. And Keisha Chantel try to talk some sense in him. Same day, realize there's no convincing him. Nigga with attitude like Randy. Click up piranhas, I will swim for them. I will tread water until the end for them. You don't get it though. We are who y'all ain't. Get fisted, so it's like we true y'all ain't. All right. Yo, who's the, who's this rapping now? Back to it sounds with- like a young Fontigolo, doesn't it? Tigolo, sorry. Fonte. Well, it's little brother. Yeah, yeah, Fonte. yeah, but it doesn't sound like Fonte or. No, it's legacy. What does that say? Legacy? Legacy yeah. and Chon Chondon. I don't know who the fuck that is. Don Don Chon Don. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, but did you hear that lyric where it goes something something convincing him? It, to me, that sounded like Kanye. Gotta click up piranhas. I will swim for them. I will tread water until the end for them. You don't get it though. We are who y'all ain't. Get fisted so it's like we true y'all ain't. Uh-huh. I reckon. I reckon he, this guy wrote lyrics for Kanye. The business off a six-week tour, and I ain't never seen drama like this before. Got a lot of shit to get off. This is definitely That's that's yeah. That's Fonte. I'ma put it on racks and give you the raw facts and truth about life and the things I'm dealing with. Black folks saying that I'm. He's another one with a very distinctive voice. Mm. I'm a little too niggerish. It got me in the. I just feel like they can play the TV with play around the beat like this better than. Kwali did, as much as Kwali has some sense to speak, right? Well, the, the beats were slightly different, though, weren't they? They did sound a little bit different. You yeah. say the same sample, but... It's the same sample, but it's a, yeah, it's mixed there. It's a different... It's a different... Uh, we're not the same tempo, I don't think. Like a different... Played out a different octave or some shit. Higher octave than Kwali one. That makes sense. Uh, are we voting now? Yeah, hit it. What do you got? Give it to me. I'm going for number two. Number two. Yeah, the the little brother one. Right. Yeah, I, I, I like the vibe more. Not to say that like the first one's nice as well. It's dope, but the second yeah. one, but but a bit more special to me. All right, Mister. Two, yo. A bit more ethereal, you know. We shall. Yeah, it, it's, it sounded um, a little bit more on edge, and um, you know the cadence is smooth. Wally's one is nice and bouncy, but this one just is a little bit rugged and more soulful. Yeah, that's why I like this one. I'm picking two as well. Um, it makes me feel like I'm in New York, and I'm, I know they're not even from New York, but that's just kind of it, it. Reminds me of it being like a hot summer day in a big city, like if I'm in Chicago or. And I'm like driving down the street, and it's just hot as fuck. That's what this track, the, the sound, how they're rapping. That's just how it makes me feel. The kind uh, Talib Kweli, great track. Well, I like that track, but no, it's not. It's not, as good. not as good as this one. Um, all right, let me get over to the listener beats. We will 
end with that there. I don't have any more over there. Uh, this first track is by Anchor Beats, or both of these are by Anchor Beats. We're not doing uh, DJ ver- or producer versus producer. Uh, this is at Anchor Beats, A-N-K-O-R-B-E-A-T-S Beats, if uh, you're out there listening. And this is Melodic Guitar, it says. <laughs> That's a bad start, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Melodic beats. Melodic beats. For when you just can't. It sounds all right, though. I like that. It's smooth. What is it? Like a horn? A flugel horn? Those famous. Oh, in the back. (laughs) Bass lines have come back again. They're very popular, aren't they? In our in our listener beats. Yeah, yeah. Anchor beats, melodic guitar. It says at one wires shark. I don't know what that is. Maybe this is somebody else's beats. It's part of his group, but this is got sent to me by this person. Second beats at anchor beats. Super trap. Uncle Mavis. Oh. Hundred keys. Fifty keys. Twenty keys. Correctional <laughs> <laughs> officer. There you go. Um, obviously two very different beats so you can't really compare them as beats like that it's more like a matter of which one of these beats do you like better I feel versus beat is better obviously Um, this beat I can listen to as I'm sat on a cliff overlooking the sunset I might have a little cocktail my lady sitting there you know feeding uh herself something yummy and drinking or whatever it's chill it's a chill vibe they can make a commercial out of this soundtrack but just to chime in on there i feel like that setting it has it's probably in miami somewhere where the rims are like 28 inches on that old muscle car uh, because the bass line feels like it's from a completely different song. It's like uh, you got something sweet, symph- like like a sweet symphony, and then you got those uh, dark drums that should either be in a street corner or in a strip club, one of the two. And um, it's like hot and cold mixed together. So, so, so what you're saying is is that uh, I shouldn't like this one. I should like the other one. <laughs> well, you're entitled to it all. <laughs> I just feel like we're playing three beats at the moment. And no, two of them are playing at the same does, time. It is definitely uh, some sort of weird melodic mashup uh, with, yeah. with all the stuff. I still like this one better than the second one. Dr. Chima, Mr. Ui. Um... Like I said, I like that little horn in the back. It's got me a little, you know. The second one was cool as well. I dug that. It had a good energy, but maybe the bass, the bass line was it was a bit too, a bit too generic, you know. Like you, you hop, you 
it brought out the generic Rick Ross lyrics from you straight away. Do you know what I mean? 20 keys, 100 keys, 30 keys. <laughs> uh, but it's cool, though. Sometimes that generic shit's cool, you know? But, like, that, that first beat, that little horn, it had me. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's all you need, just, like, one little element in a beat that just really, like, grasps, like, captures someone's attention. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'll go for the first one. Two to zero, Mr. Uwe. I, I did like the the, Angle, maybe. the strings and, and the sounds of the first one, but the, the drum pattern kind of annoyed me to a point why to a point where I went for the second track. Yes, it's a little bit cliche, but uh, I thought they were both cliche in a way because of the first drum pattern. You're right. No, you're right. 100%. You're right. Yeah. So, so the second one, I felt like in terms of something that's very common, it does it well for what it is. And um, it just made me feel like I was the number one drug dealer in the, in the prison named Nick Rouse. <laughs> oh. All right, then. Two to one. One for number two. That's all right. I like them both. They're all right. They both had their place. Um, thanks to uh, Anchor Beats for sending in your tracks. Appreciate you, brother or sister. I don't know. Keep them coming. Uh, this is Yatoro Beats. Y-A-T-O-R-O Beats on Instagram. Why are they coming with the guitars this week? Melodic guitar. <laughs> I told you, it like this should have been up against the last track. I kind of like the. Oh no, I did until that. Way. Here, I was gonna say, here it comes. <laughs> hey, formula or some shit. Oh, that's a lot. Like, I wonder about stuff like this when I listen to this, and now I'm in proper headphones, and it does not sound good to me. It, it sounds flabby and <laughs> flabby. That flabby, that, that flabby bass. I don't know how else to describe it. It sounds like it. it does, <laughs> the beat sounds overweight. It doesn't sound tight. Like it's like <laughs> like the bass is just falling out of the speaker. It's just. It's yeah, not, it's difficult for us to comment because I think when it gets sent to us, it gets compressed. Mm. So we can't really comment on like you. Is that you what that is? Okay. Okay. You probably can hear better, like how well mixed it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. I can. I can hear everything. It sounds alright to me. Yeah. All right. I don't know why we're still listening to this because I was just talking. It sounds about like Nelly had a paper cut. And decided to put one more plaster on for the day. <laughs> this is the second track. It's called Sunshine and E Minor. With, with, with more melodic guitar. Yeah, this is love making beats, bro. Who calls it go get the bag? Production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Toro's trying to get you laid. He's trying to get you. See, Dr. Chima need that because he's already got the end result. And uh, Mr. Ruiz already married, so this this stuff might work out for me later, you know. This sounds just like the last song to me. 
There's one. <laughs> Sorry, Yatoro, but the shit does. There's one more on here. They actually sent us three. Um, so we're going to play that one. More melodic guitar. You should call this episode melodic guitar. Do our podcasts have episodes, by the way? Do they have episode names? They Sometimes they do. I need to start doing that because I do it on my other podcast. Yeah, call this one. Call this one melodic guitar. Because I, I, <laughs> I meant to. I meant to. Because a couple weeks ago you said you said we were talking about growing hair on, on from your ass on your head, and you said something to the effect of the hair will grow or something like that. Um, uh, some the hair on your balls will, will, will show. Some shit. Yeah, yeah, grow, but some some shit. I'm like, this should be the title of the show. So, <laughs> It was hilarious when I was listening to the playback. I was like, what's going on? Anyway, um, Yatoro Beats. Um, I'm going with... Wait, wait. Before you say what you say, do we all agree that the same drum pattern was used for five beats? <laughs> I, can't, I can't, you know what? I can't even hate because I'm about to work on another track where I'm, I'm using exactly the same drum pattern I used in another joint. So. Oh, shit. Okay. These, so, are just, uh, different the artists. these are two completely different artists, though, right? So then that's when it just becomes... I like this track. I'll go with this one. This is number three. This is I'm I'm yours. And evil inner. I'm yours. Um this was Sunshine. We'll go right to the middle of the track. I mean, you can hear young thug on all of these tracks, really. Yeah, I was just thinking some auto-tune attempt at singing. Um, and then mumbling. That's Sunshine. That's the second one that we didn't really give a chance to the first time, which actually doesn't sound as bad as I got to the middle of the track. This is the first one that we picked from. This was the flabby one. Yeah, this was <laughs> flabby ass bass. Yeah, anybody who picks number one lose my phone number um i picked this one i'll still go with number three mr Uwe. what's up so that's one for anchor right and then two beats from a yatari three beats from yotaro yotaro all these three oh. were from yotaro right yeah all oh. three of these were from yotaro yeah okay okay i think i'm gonna go with track three this one right here. Yeah, but uh, Atari, please, like, put the bass down <laughs> and and the drums. Yeah, I should if... my speakers, my headphones out. Um, right, Dr. Chima, Sunshine, Soulmate, or I'm yours. Eh? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for track three. Track three. Hey. Track three wins in the clean sweep. Let's get the funk out of there. All right, cool. Um, send us your beats, you guys. Music at v3tv.uk. Or um, 
hit us up at Twitter. I like it. Uh, if you send them in in the email, you guys, if you attach them instead of sending me links, links are not as useful because I can play them right from the email and I don't have to go to a website and all that stuff. And then your tracks probably won't get played if you do that. So just an FYI. Now, we were talking about earlier in the group chat about these punk ass, bust ass, Jerry Curl ass friends. For hip hop's greatest, this, that, and the third, by people that don't even listen, participate, or contribute in any way to hip hop. Dr. Chima has something to say earlier, and I cut him off. What's up? What did I say? (laughs) (laughs) What didn't you say? (laughs) I can't remember what I said. I mean, we're talking about that that list. Oh yeah, we were talking. Oh yeah, I remember now. We were talking about regulate and how a song like regulate might make it on Rolling Stones' top twenty-five uh, records of all time. But if you talk to anyone who has like a tiny bit of knowledge about hip hop music, it wouldn't make it onto their list. Like, there's a difference between like uh, you know looking at like global pop uh, like impact. And you know the the art the artistic impact and the commercial impact they're two completely separate different things. Do you know what I'm saying? My 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 sadness with that latest list that Rolling Stone brought out was that at, at some point I did hold Rolling Stone like as uh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong the whole time as 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 a measure of some sort of artistic merit, and they made it clear with their list that they're only a measure of commercial uh, merit, which is why fucking Cardi B was on their list, bro. Can you imagine? Bro, when I saw that, I was just like, typical. No wonder that I wasn't feeling this list and it just made it even that much clearer that it was... Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Cardi B's like over Nas Ilmatic in that list or some shit. I'm just like, oh, man. But the thing is, I feel like they've shot themselves in the foot because at least... Like, at least now, people know uh, these people aren't serious about music. It's just about clicks. Mm. Is it most media about clicks, though, now? And not necessarily so much about the quality of the content. I mean, this type of media. Obviously, podcasting and video production is a bit different. But this type of shit, that's all they're trying to do is get you to click on some stuff. We're talking about the uh, Rolling Stone magazine's 200 greatest hip-hop albums of all time list that was put out by a bunch of people that I've never fucking heard of in my life. Um, Not a single one of you names up here do I know uh, with regards to hip-hop on any level. Man Man, Man Kapur, Conneth, John Dolan, Will Dukes, Dwayne Gage, who the fuck are these people telling me what the greatest hip-hop albums of all time are, of all time? How many of these albums do you guys have in your collection? Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest so the people know what the fuck we're talking about. Travis Scott, Astroworld, rounds out the top 200 right right before uh, Juice had... uh, Juice World, who was number one? I don't even know if I even really looked at this list in its entirety to have uh, the level of disgust that the two of you brothers are having with this list. I just, as soon as was I it, see was list, it like, this, was it like pu- Public Enemy or something? 
Is it? They've All got I remember is cool radio at number one hundred and forty-seven, and common common B is at one forty-five. Okay, um, how that was a good album. Was I think at wave down at that one. That was a good album, actually. B. Yeah, that was the um, Kanye did a lot of the beats, right? The Kanye one, yeah, yeah, yeah. But these shouldn't be buried this deep on this. No, no, because like I remember when I was first looking at the first 200, I was like, what are these names? Then I went straight to 49 to 1, and I was just trying to hammer through them. Like, I just like, I got to just know if there's any that are actually like of, of standing. And it was just getting worse and worse as it was getting nearer to 1. Mm. <laughs> I'm just at 103, most deaf, black on both sides from 1999. Um, there's oh no! It was it was ready to die. Their number one album was ready to die. Ready to die, of course. And their number yeah. two album was Stankonia. Outcast. Yeah. Bruh. The number three album was The Blueprint. Wow. Run DMC Raising Hell is number one hundred. One of my first albums um, as a kid. This this album in and of itself should be in the top 50 just for what it was. These guys, are, they're just mid. They're just, just mid. Just for what it was on its own. How, fuck my Adidas? Bruh, there weren't, this This was the, the breaking down the door from music and product. They're the ones that, as soon as they made that track, they immediately aligned themselves with something. <laughs> in a uh, mainstream culture and just went crazy. Why am I hearing all these weird noises? All right, I'm bugging. Anyway, my ideas, run DMC, top 100. Come on. Don't be kidding. Uh, Ice-T Power, 96. Oh. Is, that, is that the album you were talking about earlier? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, this one was actually all right. This one was, you know, I don't know if it, it should be top 100, but... Um, like T.I. trap music? T.I. Well, T.I. Okay. Yeah, okay. We we do hate, uh, we do give him a lot of hate, but I think <laughs> in terms of trap music and then uh, very early on in his career, he did he did carve himself a lane. And I he, did have some sma- he did have some smashes. I got T.I.'s CDs, man. When I, I found him when I was in L.A. So. Yeah. I, I kind of like, I kinda, yeah. I'm not going to front. I did like his his old no, he did. He did have some smashes. You're right. Mm. It's funny because my initial reaction was based on like how I look at him now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. His earlier shit was kind of was kind of fire. Okay, Rolling Stone number eighty eight. Um, Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill, self-titled is not their best work by fucking far. I was just listening to Cypress Hill when I was setting up for the show. Um, Black Sunday is probably their best, maybe Temples of Boom, but not Cypress Hill, self-titled. It was, it was again, it was like the Run DMC album, which was culturally impactful, because I think this is the one where they were talking about, uh, yeah, Stoned is the Way of the Walk, and, you know, people weren't really talking about smoking weed in as in-depth as they were. I mean, because, you know, Dre was just coming out with that dream Snoop. But anyway, I don't think that should be on that list. Common's on here twice. What's the other album? 
Like Water for Chocolate, number 86. 2000. Hopefully we'll come across that one in this week in hip hop. Eminem, Slim Shady. Uh, I, I don't talk about Eminem. I mean, you don't, not, talk, you don't talk about Eminem. Why? Uh, I, don't like, uh, I, I don't like. You don't like. You don't like Eminem. Eminem can rap. I'm not trying to say he's not talented. He's extraordinarily talented, right? Those earlier, those earlier albums were pretty fire. Yeah, I was literally about to say his later body of work. Just don't even try yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, he was. That seems like a running theme, though, doesn't it? With uh, all these other great artists that we know. Like the later albums, the more recent albums, and it's just like, you know, I guess we give, we've given them the respect of their former albums. That's what it is. Hmm. I want to give a shout out to Rolling Stone magazine for putting Diggable Planet's Blowout Comb on this list um, at number 81. Um, for me personally, it, it ranks way higher than number 81. This is a it's, it's it's a weird list because they sort of know their they know their history, right? Right. You know, but then it's like it's like they know it but they don't feel it. So they everything's in the wrong place. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially as yeah. I scroll up one more to 79 and see Eric B and Rakim follow the leader, followed by in number 78, Azalea Banks. Azalea, oh. you, do you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like I they're trying that, to be current, but also let the, us know that yeah, there's some old school classics. No, exactly. Yeah, it's like number four. Number four was uh, uh, that's what shocked me. Like Public Enemy, number four. You know what Bro, I mean? Oh, how can how to pimp a butterfly be five and um, and uh, enter the woo? Uh, sorry, thirty six chambers uh, is eight. And then you randomly got my dark twisted fantasy at six. It's just weird. This man. is what it's... I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. It's like you just that that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's fake. This list is fake. It yeah. means nothing. You can't I feel put, like you can't put Vaughan the was things. working his way down to like the top ten and we just threw it in there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but number one. I was like, motherfucker, I'm at a hundred. No, nah, but uh <laughs> How they got the roots, things fall apart where it is. If you guys are wilding, so yeah, I, I see what things y'all. Things fall saying. apart was a hot, was a hot album. That it was a couldn't hot, be hot. a number fifty fucking one. I mean, this is a really good piece of music. Like the, I, I, I know, I know what they're doing. They're just trying to cause some. I don't know what they're trying to do, really. They put Drake shot- at 11, and they put Clips at 12. Are they trying to get some Pusha T uh, Drake beef? Yeah. Clips. Uh, Lord Willing. Now, yeah, I Lord know. Willing album was good, though. No, was- the thing is, right, these albums are good albums. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the, all of these albums are good albums, right? It's weird order, right? But not what, number 12, greatest album of all time, Clips, Yeah. Clips, Salt and Pepper at fifty three. Nothing they've done as a body of work should be top one hundred. There we go. I mean, they, I mean, dro- Dre two thousand and one was behind Lord Willing. Dre two thousand one version of Dre was rated higher than the Chronic. Oh, you mean in in general? In the in the no in their list. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, well, in their list, they had 2001 higher up than the first Chronic. Yeah, that's insane because they got the Chronic at number 40. 
Yeah, and, and then uh, 2001 at 13. But then right behind that, you've got Supreme Clientel. And so although I, I was happy Body with Supreme... Beat. I was super, I was happy with Supreme Clientele because I feel like that album is underrated. It's slept on, isn't it? That is uh, such a classic album. It's weird. I remember my brother bought it and then he returned it. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so why album, did you return it? I never gave it a is, full listen. Yeah, yeah. The album is sick. I think it's just, it came out at the wrong time or something like that because that album is just track after track is just fire, bro. But they even threw some Lil Wayne mixtapes in there. Not even I know, a, I know. Bro. Album. Bro, they were just, little Kim Hart. If you could do 19. that. Yeah, sadly, I have that CD right here. Um, They're just drawing for moments in pop culture. That's what they were drawing for. They were like, oh, what, what, what was a big moment in pop culture? Little Kim, like, sexualized. Hugh, Hugh, I have the CD. I still have it. I'm sure I still, I'm sure I still have it, but... That was a huge CD. She probably had like maybe three really good tracks on there. Exactly. That's what I'm saying to you. So it's it wasn't a great album, but it was a big moment. It yeah, was a yeah. big moment. Yeah, so he, that's why it's made it onto this shitty list. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm just at 13. They got Drake 2001. Like y'all saying, that's fucking stupid. Oh, of course, Drake. There's Drake. At least he didn't make top 10. <laughs> yeah, I did like that they put Missy Elliott in it because she is so slept on. But like, no, yeah, you're right as well. I I like that when I saw that as well. Yeah, you're right. Lauren Theory at number nine, huh? Hmm. Those motherfuckers have never listened to Lauren Theory in their life. No, they just went and they were like, they spoke to someone who knew about hip hop, and they were like, you should probably have Lauren Theory in there. And they were like, all right, let's put it somewhere number nine. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Low uh, Tribe is always my favorite. I don't know if I'd put Low in Theory at number nine though. But I mean, it's a hell of a fucking album. Yeah. I mean, I don't even. That's uh, probably one of my favorite albums. But Wu Tang, fucking Thirty Six Chambers at number eight. Uh, under yeah, Pimp a Butterfly. Okay, I'm, I'm I've caught up to where you guys were complaining. Um, yeah, to Pimp a Butterfly shouldn't even be in the top fucking fifty. In top one hundred. So not even in the top 500. To be guys, guys, we had bloody Nicki Minaj Pink Friday. Oh, yeah. When I saw Nicki Minaj in there, I was like, what the And fuck? Chief Keef. This guy needs to have another 10 Chief. years in. He needs to have another 10 years before we can even talk about him. Like, it's confusing. That's why I don't mention any artists in the beginning of the show that haven't made music prior to 20. 2000, the year 2000. I don't know, who cares? You got fucking Sugar Hill guys, man. Dude, 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 longevity, man. <laughs> uh, you gotta, you gotta put in your dudes. Anyway, um, that's all I got. I'm not gonna rip on Rolling Stone. I think it's pretty clear. Um, well, I'm not gonna rip on them any further. It's pretty clear that these these lists have to be done. You've got. Um, think about this. There's three of us, and we sit here and we debate this shit. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen people put that list together. Sixteen people sat down and was like, nah, fuck that one. What about this one? So I think there was probably, like you said, very little uh, consideration given to where they should go and what but they just probably like all right you come with six you come with six you come with six <laughs> we throw them all in we give rid of two each that we don't like and then they keep going so um 
It's busy work. It's some shit to get people like us to talk about this nonsense that they put together. And it's exciting because it gives me a chance to go down memory lane and uh, whatever else, you know. Um, Real quick, did y'all see the Ashanti Hello Beautiful magazine cover shoot or whatever? Nah. I need to go check that out. Ashante's looking for ya. I see. I see. She's making move like she's working with some like UK rappers. Mm. Oh yeah. And she's like touring the UK at the moment, right? She was in Manchester or something. She she pulled up to like a after after hours food spot. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, hopefully she's still here. We uh we can uh, try and see if we can find her, get her PR people on the line. Um, I don't have anything else to piss and moan about. We'll come back next week and talk some more shit. Maybe I can talk about these Soldier Boy shoes that I got that finally arrived a couple weeks ago that I never really talked about because I don't know how I feel about them. Um, what have you? And they're not for wearing, are they? You say again. Let's see. Yeah, they're not for wearing, are they? Or are they for no, wearing? No, fuck no. What else would they be for? He, he's uh, he's he's trying to make it turn into an asset. Oh yeah, no, they're an investment. I would never. Oh, wear. oh, it's like an NFT. No, no, no. They're shoes, but I didn't buy them with the purpose of wearing them. I bought them with the purpose of having them. Ah, uh, and reselling them. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep them in the you know on the box, or, and um, when Soldier does something wild, and then they're. Or the shoes are not available, or he marries Kim Kardashian, then I'll sell them. So, um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I, I just don't see it happening for Soldier Boy shoes, to be honest. <laughs> nah, no, but you never know. And I was like, all right, it's 300 pounds. I'll just piss away. If, if not, it's just about, I'll, it'll be less of a loss of an investment than I've lost on crypto in the last fucking month. So, like that <laughs> it's funny though but like the because the original yeezys probably are mad expensive now right oh yeah on, on stock x or whatever it's called mm. Th- those nikes yeah they were going for like six grand oh it's just, i thought it'd be more than that yeah yeah but um maybe maybe they have maybe the one i saw in particular was damaged or something who knows um yeah, I've still got my 750 boosts, and I don't know how much I could probably get from them. They're probably the same amount that I would have got when I first. Yeah, aren't isn't that the Adidas one? Yeah, so they I bought them for 250, and I think they're still they're going for about 750. Oh, really? Yeah, I just kind of was hoping to go into the thousands. But, I thought um, I thought once he uh did done a deal with uh Adidas. It ba- it basically democratized it, so it was like you couldn't really do what you would what what was happening before in terms of like the insane resale price. There probably because, will be when he stops doing something with Adidas, right? Just yeah. like they did with Nike. Like never work with Nike again. Because <laughs> they because they keep coming out with more, don't they? Or have they stopped now? I don't think they do anymore, are they? No, he's just doing these ugly ass boots, isn't he? When I mean boots, I mean like he's doing these car wash like, boots. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like when Intel they had the space like the astronaut Intel back in the day. They used to market like astronauts in um inside an Intel chip. And yeah, it's just really like puffy, very, very big. 
juggernaut suit, like juggernaut shoes. No, Fucking ugly. Come on, bro. I ain't never seen that shit before, bruh. Yeah, yeah. Well, type in Kanye boots. That's uh, no. Kanye boots. Let's just did you that. did you uh, did you listen to that tune he dropped actually with XXX Temptation? No. Oh my god, the sort of these boots. The answer to that question is no. No, I didn't. But... I quite liked it. Post Malone had a new song out a couple weeks ago that was cool. Um, Kanye West. It was about like splitting up with his kids. Oh, that sounds quite tragic. Are they Balenciaga? Big Balenciaga boots. So they're not his. And he's just been seen wearing them. Like, what the fuck's going on? from the podcast so that Spotify didn't uh, start no shit. Um, no, I'll have to listen to that in its entirety later. That's it, though. You just did. <laughs> Is it sauce joke? Okay, I was going to say, it sounds like it's not really going to change sound-wise, but... No, that's it. The song's pretty much over now. There's only like 30 seconds left. There's not another verse. Oh, okay. He just repeats that. Oh, right. But I, I really liked it. I really liked the way he told the story, man. I was like, oh, shit, man. That's sad, man. You know what I mean? I like I like how he, he he's, he's giving a different perspective. Like, the whole, like, children's getting taken away from their um, dad uh, story is, is not a story that gets told a lot. You know what I mean? Rarely. Um, and, like, I've seen it, like, because it happened with my dad and because my dad had a kid after me and my brother and just like the whole court system, the way men are treated, especially in this like era. It's so funny. It's like the post Me Too era. It's like the, the, the Me Too hero. We didn't really talk about the whole Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing, uh, did we? But like the, like the, the Me Too like heroine, you know, years later, it got, it got exposed that all of that was bullshit. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But and and then and then we don't really talk about areas in 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 life where men 
are actually unfairly discriminated against. For example, you know what I mean, when it comes to, um, you know, being, being a dad, do you know what I'm saying? And being allowed to see your children. So, I, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I, I have my issues with, with Kanye, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, I do feel like he, he, he does bring something interesting to the table time and time again. And I, I thought that was a dope tune. You know what I mean? Mm. That's a song I've, I've had on, on rotation. Yeah, the chorus is quite catchy, actually. And, yeah, I mean, uh, XXX was phenomenally talented, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we, we will continue to talk about Kanye. <laughs> we won't stop one way or another, good or bad. He's just, you know, he's, he's got a lot to say, as you, as you put it. And um, I think it is an interesting time now with, uh, with this case that was won. Or is it just going to get washed away, the whole Johnny Depp fiasco? Um, it, you know, he apparently he's willing to drop his charges if she drops her charges. Well, it's definitely not about the money, you know? No, no, exactly. He just wanted to win and get his, get his name back, right? So, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what's happened, but everyone's gone. There we are. Welcome You're back. back. You're back now. I'm back. Uh, yes. Says your internet connection is unstable. So I don't know what I missed. Um, Not much. I reckon that that buzzing sound is your 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 place has been hacked, bro. Probably. Like, cause all, all of your conspiracy shit, they're watching you, bro. There's no more conspiracy stuff. See, why you gotta even say that word? Now I gotta delete all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're bugging you, bro. They bugged you. They're listening to everything you're saying, bro. Cool. Well, they still make Kanye shoes. He's got shoes releasing all this year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like every so often they, they drop. A, they're getting uglier and uglier. The oh, first my God. These shoes are ridiculously <laughs> ugly. Easy. The, Bruh. The 350s when they, do, when they dropped were dope. I got a pair for my brother. For, like They were dope. But then ever since then, I was like, nah, I'm not feeling any of these. What are these foam runner things? They're like fucked up looking Crocs. Yeah, those those Crocs, bro. Pain. They look like he's been walking in Texas and it's just melted his <laughs> feet. <laughs> 90 bucks. Marshmallows. There, it's just fucking ugly. It looks like someone's shoved their foot inside a football and then just made the football pop. Yeah, these 700s are horrible. Um, is that what they are? They're like the 700s? Yeah, there's... No, these are this is a different shoe. These are coming out. They're horrible looking. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, we gotta wrap this shit up. We kind of already did. We just kind of started talking about all kinds of other stuff. Um, what are you guys promoting? Where can they find you, Dr. Chima? I'm promoting my old 2010 album. <laughs> Called New Day. Go listen to it on Spotify. Chima Anya, yeah. Old new day. That's it. That's what I'm promoting today. Nice. Yes, yes, yo. Um, I've got a new new uh, review come out for a pop up called the DJ's Kitchen. All their food items are based uh, over musicians, and um, yeah, man, I just had some ludicrous wangs. 
have a have a little peep of that i'll be releasing that either today or tomorrow depending on when you're listening it's over at uwi.eats noise noise go check those brothers out support 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 you know what's going on over here find us uh, where you need to find us uh yeah that's it have a lovely life till next time these ones or these ones it's all an episode of intervention and I know I'm fine. Illinois, Mr. Robert Bobby McNeely. He is going to join us tonight. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Elaine Zhang, and today I am here with Eli Seal, documentary filmmaker. I need more. Welcome to The Only Way is Linda. Today, I have a really special guest here. <laughs>